take a Bible and say, this is my Bible, contains the word of God, I'm what it says I am, I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, grafted word of God, which gives me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Hey, my life will never be the same again, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Word of instruction, word of life. I pray that you bless us and minister your word of life unto us. And may we never be the same as we hear this word preached to us in Jesus' precious name. Increase our spiritual appetite that we we'll love you and live for you all the days of our lives in Jesus' name. And everybody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can they take a seat in the presence of God? I want to be teaching on don't lose your spiritual appetite. Hallelujah. We, we, uh, we've got appetite for everything. We've got appetite for chocolates. Some have got biscuits for ice cream. Uh, appetite for different kind of meals and things. Appetite for sports. You know. And uh, we also have what is known as a spiritual appetite. Amen. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6, Jesus, in the, you know, talking about the Beatitudes, said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's read together. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That means that when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you are blessed. The opposite of blessed means what? You will not have the help of God. So it is important to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And Bible says that when you thirst and hunger for righteousness, you shall be filled. It means that you will not be filled if you, if you don't thirst. If you don't thirst for righteousness if you don't hunger and thirst for righteousness you shall not be filled now if you look at children when children are hungry it doesn't matter where they are they can embarrass you i am hungry i want milk i want this i want that they can you know they can really whatever they want whatever children are hungry and thirsty for they go for it and what Jesus was teaching us here is that, you see, when children ask for something persistently, I mean, oftentimes they get it. Is that not it? Yeah. And the Bible says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That means he said that the reason why when they hunger and thirst for righteousness, he said, for that means because they shall be filled. They are blessed because they shall be filled. Amen. Amen. Now, you cannot be filled with anything you are not hungry for. When you are not hungry for food and they give you food, you will spoil the food. When you are not hungry for, you are not thirsty and they give you water to drink, that would be the most difficult thing to do. So realize that it takes hunger and thirst you must be hungry for something to eat it. You must be thirsty for something to drink it. Amen. Now, hunger 
and thirst is an indication of good health. Yeah, it's an indication for good health. Oftentimes, sick people refuse nourishment for lack of appetites. Is that right? Sometimes, oh, they don't have the appetites. And because they don't have the appetites, even sometimes when you are emotionally sick, you don't feel like eating. Yeah. When, you know, things are not going on in your mind and whatever, you don't feel like, you lo- all of a sudden, you lose your appetite. And also, when your body is not functioning well, you, lo- you, you lose appetite. But the normal and healthy person oftentimes craves for food. He craves for food. So craving for food is an indication of good health. So there is blessedness in hunger. <laughs> Tell your friend, there's blessedness in hunger. So if your parents and your children are asking you for food, know that they are in good health. Yeah. You say, my children, they like bupa. It means that your children, they are very healthy. Pa. Because when they are not healthy, they will not like to eat. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And in the same way, now, in the same way, a normal and, you see, every human being, now we've talked about the physical part, right? Every human being is three-dimensional. So it's a three-dimensional. According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 23, he said every human being is a spirit, he possesses a soul, and dwells in a body. That means that there's a spiritual part of man. And that spiritual part of man must also crave for spiritual food. Amen? So a normal and healthy, a normal and spiritually healthy person also possesses spiritual hunger. Is that right? So just as a physically healthy person craves for food to nourish the body, so also a spiritually healthy person craves for spiritual food. He has spiritual hunger. So if a person does not possess spiritual hunger, there must be a problem spiritually. Yeah. He or she must long, a spiritually person must long for the things of the spirits. So, lack of hunger for the things of God is a sign of spiritual sickness. Yeah. Which leads to spiritual nourishment. So, you see that when you are there and you don't desire spiritual things, is that right? You are not hungry for the things of God. You are not hungry for, you know, for the Bible. If you are a Christian and you wake up and you, don't, you are not hungry to talk to God, you don't pray and you don't read your Bible and your Bible is there always dusty and you don't read. You see, your Bible, you know, it's, it's all an indication of your spiritual health that you are not spiritually healthy. That when the word of God is being preached and you are not excited about it, you see, because the truth is that whatever you like and you are hungry for, you are excited about it. Don't listen when the guys are playing, those who like football, when they are playing football match, they don't want anybody to distract them. When somebody comes and says, please, excuse me, and then they push them away or whatever, because you are hungry for something. And a spiritually healthy person, listen to me, a physically unhealthy person doesn't like food. A physically healthy person craves for food. And a spiritually healthy person also has spiritual hunger. 
So, where you do not have a spiritual hunger, it means there's a problem somewhere. You must hunger. And Jesus said it. I'm not saying it. I'm only reading the scriptures. What Jesus said. Thank God it's Jesus who said this. They said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for for omutuo. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. That means that we must be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Righteousness means what? Right living. The right things of God. Chitkenu. The word righteousness means standing before God without any sense of guilt, without any inferiority feeling, without any sense of sin. Eh? Consciousness. Amen. So blessed are those. So anyone with a situation of not desiring spiritual things, eh? yeah, and it's not spiritually hunger, means the person is spiritually sick. Yeah. In fact, if you come to church and you come to converse, there's a problem. It means you are not, you are not spiritually hungry. Because when you come to church and the preacher is preaching or anybody, anything that is being done, you must know that God is speaking and operating through the people who are there. If somebody is leading praise and worship, the person is standing there to lead you into the presence of God and you must be hungry. You must flow with the praise and worship. You can't put your hand in your pocket. You can't put your hand in your bag. You can't be in a neutral gear. You can't be looking at... You have to be involved. It shows your hunger. Are you getting me? It shows your hunger. And when the word of God is being preached, you must be alert. Amen. And sit properly with your pen and paper. Are you getting me? With your pen. Look, you see, when you go to school, I've taught before. And I can see the difference between students who are serious, eh? those whose parents just brought them and they just came to walk around. He said, my, 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 it's my father who brought me here. It's like they are coming to attend the school for their father. Yes, it's true. And there are many people like that. They just pass through the system. And there are also those who know that I'm coming from eh, from Chok. And that I must I, I, I can't go back and they have sacked me from school. Or I, I, I am supposed to be the light of my community. I'm, I am an iconic person. I must make a difference. Are you getting me? So you see that those students are hungry. They are hungry. They ask questions. After class, they go to their teachers. And say, Sir, you said this and this, and I've gone to see this problem. Can, we, can you solve it for me? And so, to, These are students who are hungry, and they have the appetite. Even in football. Eh? A lot of times you can see the one who wants to win and the one who doesn't want to win. A lot of times, black stars, they wait out, they have scored, and then we are trying to equalize. You can see that we, we don't have the appetite to win, even though we have got very good players. Yes, it's the appetite in boxing. I like boxing. Who you say so? You can see the one who really wants to win, and the one who is also who just came there because money is there. Win or lose, I have my money. Yes, win or lose, the money is there. So the thing is that 
as you come into the house of God, you as a Christian, in fact, I have come to realize that your Christian growth depends on you. Yes. It doesn't just depend on the pastor. It doesn't matter. It depends on your desire, your appetite. I've, I've known Christians, people became Christian, maybe a few months older, eh, and they become stronger and more vibrant and more serious and more dedicated and more knowledgeable than those who have been in church for many years. That is why when we are even appointing people, people are not appointed by MBA. It is not Mibahache. It is about the desire of the person to move more into the things of God and also even about the callings of God. Because when you want more of God, God will call you. The reason why David, one of the reasons why God made David a king was because David was a man after God's own heart and he volunteered and laid down his life for the sheep, ordinary sheep, man. And so he said, if this guy can volunteer his life, take care of sheep, then he will take care of my people. So God is looking at your heart. How desirous are you when you come to church? Your seriousness, your commitment. Amen. And when you see that somebody is a serious Christian, you gravitate towards the person. Yes. He said, I'd given my life to Christ. Form one, form two, form three. But when I got to form three, I got to a time I told myself my Christian life must change. And I remember going to the SU president and telling the person that next time when we come, I want to be your friend. I want to be a friend to you. I want to bless. And that's how when I went to youth evangelism school and I became serious and I started preaching and I, I aligned myself with those who are hungry and thirsty for God. I joined the Hungry Testers for God Association. Yeah. I was not just a Christian. I was not just going to church. This time I was different. Are you getting me? Yes. My first choice, I wasn't preaching. But when I began to be hungry and thirsty, I became very wild. Very, very, very wild. It's like, it's like, it's like I, I had taken some drugs or something, you know. And I remember the current vice chancellor for uh, Amilegon asking me, he said, Now, you're not going to do Do you sell medications in, in, you know, in, in buses and things? Because he could see, he was, I was sleeping next to him. And you could see that, Charlie, the guy has changed. Everything, Bible says, everything, whatever, I was learning. I was serious and I was very committed to the things of God. Yes. Amen. I formed a musical group. It was a Catholic school, yet we had a Protestant group and I was leading and I was preaching. Hey! It's a hunger and thirst for. So you can be in church eh? and when you are not hungry, you will never grow. You will always join, you will always join the people who, are, who pull the church back. And pull Christians back and pull whatever you can sit in the church, and all you do is that you come and show your dress, and you come and show yourself. Show, 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 show my dress, show my shoe, show my, my wig, show my hair, my latest haircut, show my, my body. You know, no, 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 no. That's not how we can. You must be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. When you read Psalm 42, listen, 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 message I'm preaching to, it's a very serious thing. Because I've seen Christians, eh, some of them, they've been church for a long time, but they are not growing up. 
Never do you see them apart from the preaching they do in church that they have gotten a Christian literature that they themselves they are reading. That they are reading and underlining their things. And today, you guys here, you are so blessed because when we became Christian, we didn't have the opportunity. You have got internet to use it on a positive note. Books, search. You, you want to learn about love. Love. Pa, L-O-V-E. And then it's there. Agape love. Bio love. Whatever. <laughs> Amen. Everything is there. And with the preachings of your pastor, there, on YouTube, on Facebook, on week whatever, and all many things. So, you have, this, this generation, eh, we, our judgment is going to be very serious. Yes. To come in the, under fun, sitting on a carpet. Your chair is cushion. Yes. Because we were sitting on hardwood. Sometimes even on the floor in the bushes. On the floor in the bushes. I'm telling you. Evenings. And we didn't care whether snakes were there or whatever. In the, in the bushes. And we are being preached to. And there's no light even to write anything. So you have to absorb it. Yes. And sometimes you are at some place with some small bobo. And everybody with the bobo is trying to write something. So if you come to church here and you would not change a gear and decide that I want to know God and I want God to touch my life and use me, then you are frustrating the grace of God. Yes. Hallelujah. You see that the psalmist said in Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, he says, as the deer panteth for the water brooks, as a deer panters for the water blue, so pants my soul for you. My soul, makra, makra, tremika, makra, rochechon, insusuma, a look for you, a towerbo. My soul pants for you. My, that means that the soul concerned what? Your will, your emotions, and your intellect. That means I say, my whole being is looking for you, God. Yes, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you. Verse two, he said, "My soul thirsts for, watch it. My soul thirsts for, my soul is thirsting for football. Manchester United. You see, listen. If there's church and you are watching Manchester United versus Chelsea, you are not a true Christian. Your soul is thirsty for Manchester United." Your soul is thirsty for weeks. And for how to make makeups. Your soul. I'm not saying it's wrong, oh, please. No, no, no. Don't say I'm saying that. What I'm saying is that, you see, Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, if you're a real Christian, seek first the kingdom of God. Your soul must seek for God. In fact, when you wake up, the first thing your soul must seek for is not to think about your business, it's to think about God. Wow. Yes. You don't just get up and say, hey, my job, hey, my whatever. No, think about God. Because every step you take, if he, he disallows you, you cannot take a step. You cannot throw your hand. You cannot move. You cannot sow. You cannot cut wood. You cannot nail a head. You cannot lift anything. 
my soul thirsts. Read the verse 2. Look at it. I haven't gotten, I haven't even started the introduction. Look at the verse 2. Kabara Shekaba. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. That means that there's, they are, but there are different kinds of gods. There's a money God, there's a business God, there's a wife God, there's a husband God, there's a children God, there's a girlfriend God, there's a boyfriend God, there's a money God. Are you getting me? There's a clothing God, there's educational God, but there is a living God. My soul first for the living God. Yes. Your soul must test for the living God. Amen. Yes. My soul thirsts for the living God. You see, when your soul thirsts for the living God, even when the word of God is being preached, you say you are very alert. When they say something, you are excited about it. Because when, when, when you, are, you, are, you are a supporter of football and you see Lionel Messi do his style, like yay! What a style. You are, even your foot is going along with him. And you are going like this. You are going like this. You chest the ball and say, yay! Yes. Yes. Amen. I'm beginning to remember my football skills. Amen. Lionel Messi. My soul tested. Sometimes when people come to church, I say that no, these people they are not thirsty for God. It's true. When you are preaching, sister, should I even preach to them? Because you are giving something to people who don't seem to value it. They don't seem to see its importance. Sometimes I'm weep within me. It's just the call of duty constrains me. To be honest with you, the call of duty constrains me that keep preaching. At least one person came for it. At least one person came for it. At least one person. But for some many of them, you see that the appetite really is not there. It's like I just came to show myself. What do you have to say? Sometimes it's just like we have come to see what are they trying to do. Even to look for whatever negative thing to say about whatever they are not happy about and all those things. But you see, as you come before God, let your heart be thirsty for God. My soul tested. My soul, my emotions, my will, and my intellect is thirst. I am thirsty for the living God. That means they are true gods. They are true gods. And they are false gods. Amen. Anything apart from the most high God is a false god. Your Amega Hoho is a false god. Amen. A god is anything you worship. Some of us will worship our businesses. We worship our money. So one boxer, he put a plenty of dollars and say, oh, hallelujah. He's lying on the dollars and things. Yes. People worship money. People worship cars. People, people, people worship their girlfriends. Yes. One day, many years ago, one of our church members was going to look for him. I taking a bath from morning. Eh? Station after station after station. Almost half day. When I was about two, three stations to his place, and I called him and said, I have left. I've gone to see my girlfriend. Oh, me. Hey. I had to go and travel the whole day I was traveling up and down. I never saw him. I went to where he was and I had to return. Yes. 
girlfriend. When somebody is bringing you God, you say girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. Then he asks a question, when shall I come and appear before God? When? So after Sunday, eh, design. when again? Oh, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. But you see, most people don't come for Wednesday. Because they are not looking forward. This scripture is not working. That my soul thirsts for God, for the living God, and when shall I come and appear before God? Yeah. I can't wait. I remember when we were caught in. Is that right? Yeah. And sometimes, after, either I visited mom, your mom says, when are we meeting? Because there's some order somewhere. There's some love. You see, what you love, you are looking forward to. When are we meeting? Let us set the agenda. Let us set when we are in the so that you will put me in your program. I will put you. Oh. Yes. Yes. Those times, no, no, no mobile calls. Eh? No mobile calls. It was only one telephone. Maybe if you are blessed, a telephone, the one we wrote, we wrote it, chan, 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 in your house. Yes. Yeah. And if one person is on the phone, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And both of our homes, there are people there. Her home, there are people there. Me to my home, there are people there. So when they are on the phone, it means that no call. So when shall we meet? So the question is, when can I, am I appearing before your presence? Yes, it's a very important thing. You see, if you have a lover, you always wish that you, your, your lover will be with you. You'll be in the presence. One sign of love eh, is proximity to what you love. <laughs> yes, a sign of love. Even when the person is away, the person is in your heart. <laughs> yeah. You are thinking about the person. How much do you think about God? And about the things of God? And the people of God? Sister, are you here with me? I'm preaching to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, my, my topic is don't lose your spiritual appetite. Or protect your spiritual appetite. Amen. If you don't protect your spiritual appetite, you lose it. Today, listen, most Christians, the, the church that we are coming to is like we are coming to fetish ground. Though. Let some pastor perform some things. People are owing me. <laughs> Let the pastor do something so uh, the people they come in. It's like the, uh, uh, the it's, a, it's like the pastor is a debt collector. Yes. So I call yeah, dear grandma, call and channel, be for demi cano. I think I like some girl. So the pastor will pray and then the girl will like me. Or the boy will like me. Yes. Yes. Then they'll say, go and bring go and bring the person's handkerchief. Or go and bring the person's pan. It is never spiritual. It is something, it's called soulish, soulish prayer. Solical prayer. I'm telling you, it's not correct. And sometimes people do it and they, they confuse the emotions of people. Yes. Yes. They confuse emotion. And people are holding Bible. And they are saying things. 
And as the same thing, you are just believing and saying, Charlie, I went and they did that. This is a, it's a demonic thing. It's a demonic thing. You see the name of the Lord. Look for God. Oh. I'm telling you, look for God. A day and time will come. You may not have this opportunity. You'll be so surprised. A day and time will come. Yeah. You know, Bible says that a day uh, come that eh, seven women will desire to marry one man. Yeah. It's a figurative thing. Yeah, it's a figurative thing. A day and time will come. You will never have this opportunity as you are sitting and go. So take advantage of it. Learn the best. Get closer unto God. Amen. Let God be your first thing. Hallelujah. Now, let's, look, let's quickly look at three things that can ruin three spiritual appetite killers. Appetite killers. You know, there are things that can kill your appetite. Is that not it? Uh-huh. Appetite killers. Let's say, if you are eating and then you will see worm in the food. What, what, will you continue? It's an appetite killer. You have thrown the food away. Yeah. As you are eating and a snake shows up. Appetite killer. Uh, as you are eating and then somebody is carrying uh, toilet something and then some drop around. Appetite killer. So there are, there are appetite killers. Amen. So I'm showing you spiritual appetite killers. <laughs> okay. The first spiritual appetite killer is spiritual self-sufficiency. <clears throat> Revelation 3, 17. Uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Jesus said, Because you say I am rich, and I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing, and do not know that you are, wretch, you are what? Uh, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Sometimes physical self-sufficiency can be translated into spiritual self-sufficiency. Do you know that a lot of times rich people, in quotes, feel they are so important they don't need God. They are very important. I have my cars, I have my houses. Do you know who I am? Do you know this? Do you know, can you, if we are not to be in church or Christianity, could you talk to me? Could you do this? Could you do that? Self-sufficiency. And you see, when you are self-sufficient, you think you don't need anybody. <laughs> but today, somebody, I mean, I, I saw a certain kind of, you know, so right, he said that, you know what? When you were born, you, are, you were bathed by somebody. And when you die, you'll be bathed by somebody. So if, if you don't want anybody to see your nakedness, somebody saw your nakedness at your birth, somebody will see your nakedness at your death. You are born in weakness, and you will die in weakness. Kids are very weak, frail when they are born. And when people are dying, you see their frailty. So, is this champion, is this the Goliath? Is it this man who is high and mighty? Weak. Yeah. 
one former big man of state, when he breathes, the nation breathes. When he sneezes, the nation sneezes. You know, at the time of his passing, yeah, it was a taxi driver who picked him and put him in his taxi. Yes, that is it. So, where the pride, where the self-importance, where, who are you? Where, where, where the, or the, the anger that cannot be controlled and the thing that cannot be forgiven and you cannot let go. Even when we say we are sorry, say, I don't accept that I'm, we are sorry. What kind of human being are you? That you will not accept I'm sorry. He said, you deliberately did it. The person said, I didn't deliberately do it. He said, you did it. I'm against you. I don't want you. My mind is telling me. That's why I say, bless is a soul. He said, my soul, my emotions, my will, my intellect seek after thee. You are willing. If you don't forgive, you will never go to heaven. Check. Go and read, uh, uh, read Jonah's book. Many Christians who he saw going on the way, they had ever accepted Christ but gone to hell because they never knew how to forgive. You see, forgiveness is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. It's a sign of wisdom. Because anytime you feel offended, something has been thrown at you. A dart has been thrown at you. A trap has been put your way. Something to destroy your future. Who is here that you can take fire in your, in your bosom and you will not be burned by the fire? Who is here that when you drink poison? Somebody said that, you see, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. And unforgiveness will lead to what? Bitterness. And bitterness springing up defy you. To, it will hurt you and dis, de, destroy you know, other people around you. And because of you, other people will go to hell. Sometimes when you are angry, you say things to people who even leave God and leave church because of you. And woe unto you that because of you, somebody lost his salvation. Am I teaching something here? You have to learn to go. go. Your father didn't take care of you. Fine, you are still alive. Maybe it was even in the plan of God that your father shouldn't take care of you so that you lean on God and not on man. Your faith and your confidence will be in God. Say, my father, God killed my, say, God, my father died early. God killed him. God is a bad God, so I won't serve God. No, no, who told you? My boyfriend left me, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. If God were to be there, can you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that boyfriend were to be in your life, you'd have gotten mad. They will carry you from Accra Psychiatric Hospital to Ankafu, from Ankafu to Accra, Accra to Edom Center. They'll be transferring you up and now. Nobody wants you. Then to Panta. Yeah. God has been merciful to you. You say, I won't let go. The snake is in your hand. You say, I won't let go. Ask those people who play around with snake. Eventually it bites them. Self-sufficiency. Listen, write this. No one is asked empty as he who thinks is full. <laughs> no one is as empty as the one who thinks is full. So the one who is who thinks he's full, eh? he's very empty. Self-sufficiency. 
He said, because you say I am rich, I have become wealthy, I have need of nothing, I've got cars, I've got this, I have need of nothing. And Jesus said, Revelation 3, 17, he said that you do not know that you are wretched. And I'm I wretched. Oh, hey, Chele. Is that how they say it? Eh? Chele. Oh, hey. Hey, Chele. How do you say that in Ever? Auntie Maggie, tell us you are the Ever professor in a church. No. Mopunapo. Mopunapo. You are wretched. You are poor. Look at the scripture for me. I'm talking about spiritual self sufficiency. You cannot be spiritual self sufficient. That I don't need anybody. Some people think, I don't need any pastor. I can read my Bible in my house. I don't need a. Who told you? You need somebody. You need a pastor. God said, I'll give you pastors after my heart. Jeremiah 3.15. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? God is not mad to say in Jeremiah 3.15 that I'll give you pastors after my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? It means that you need a pastor and you've got to accept the pastor and honor the pastor and receive the pastor and appreciate him. Yes. Yes. I will give you shepherds according to my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? That is what I'm doing. Thank you. I'm feeding you with knowledge and what? Understanding. And when you understand things well, it makes you do things with ease. I learned something in England many years ago. A friend told me, he said, anytime you are doing something, you are fixing something, and you are struggling, it means you are not doing it well. And I found that it's very true. If you, if you want to open your, your, your door and you turn the key the wrong way, Especially when it's dark. You see, you turn it there, and that thing is not entering. If it's not entering, it means that it's, uh, you, are, you are doing the wrong way. <laughs> eh? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. When he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. He gave, it was he, Jesus. He himself gave some to be what? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers. What is their work? Eh? What's their work? For the equipping of the saints so that they will do the heart, the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. So I am equipping you. Yes. And I'm a gift of God. Amen. And when God gives you a gift, you see, when God gives you a gift, you don't accept it, it's an insult to him. That's right. You say, oh, why didn't you give me the other gifts? God gave you a gift. You are disrespecting God. You, are, you see, disrespect. Jesus said, those who receive you have received me. Yes. Check the scripture carefully. So I want you to, I want to open your eyes to some things. Yeah. It's in Matthew. I think Matthew chapter 10, 41, 42. Those who receive you, if those who receive you, re- receive me. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you receive your pastor, your father, you have received God. You think that your father is not, not, my father is not tall enough. My father is not, he doesn't speak proper English. His belly does not work. My mother is saying, he who receives a prophet, in the name of a prophet shall receive what? A prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, receives what? A righteous man's reward. Hallelujah. 
And the word the prophet there means God's servant because in those days, those days, all they had was a prophet was one sent by God. Amen. So I'm God's prophet to your life. And don't disregard the prophet. Sometimes God will use me, I'll speak in a very simple way. But God is using me to speak to you. I may not say, that's here the Lord. It's not every time the prophet said, that's here the Lord. Jesus himself, when he was even casting his prayer, he didn't say, uh, uh, in the name of the Father, whatever. You just speak. Because he's God's representative. Matthew 10, 40, read it. He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. So when even I sent you, listen to me, when I sent somebody to you, and you receive the person, you have received me, you have recorded me respect. If you don't receive him, you have disrespected me. And therefore, I disrespected the one who also sent me. Look at the 41. Uh-huh. Okay, I think we have read that one. Is that right? Glory to God. Are you here with me? So no spiritual, you see, write that statement I was writing. No one is as empty as he who thinks he's full. So the one who thinks he's full, he's what? Empty. A person who is full of himself has no room for God in his life. If you are full of yourself, a person who is full of himself has no room for God in his life. You see, the Pharisees were full of themselves. Eh? The, do you remember the prayer of the Pharisee and the publican? The Pharisee said, I don't do this. I'm this, I'm that. The publican said, oh, I'm a sinner. I'm this, forgive me. He needed God. He realized that he needed God. And ladies and gentlemen, every one of us, we need God on a daily basis. <laughs> That's why David said, as the deer panted for the water brew, so my soul panted after thee. When am I going to appear before your presence? Hey. Hey. As the deer pants for the water brooks, my soul pants for you. My soul pants for you, oh God. Verse 2. He says that, verse 2. My soul thirsts for God. My soul, that's why when he says, as the deer panted for the water, so my soul longed after thee. You alone at my heart desire I long to worship you. Your soul is longing for you. 
you are not self-sufficient in yourself amen a person who is full of himself has no room for god in his life but you know you are not full of yourself so you, you there's more of god that you want to i want more more of you i want more of you jesus the more i know you the more i want to know you jesus upon me yes yes yeah. you meet certain people you go to certain say no no lord you must change some things about my life i want more of you i don't know you i don't know you you see many years ago when i was schooling in singapore i was telling some people some time ago that i thought i knew god i thought i was a christian initially i was all over the place somewhere in the middle sitting somewhere sometime in front there and everybody was doing Jonathan, Jonathan. I was all over the place. And one professor came. And when he started talking, then I saw what the man had been through and his tenacity in the things of God. Listen, Christianity is not about houses and cars. It is about knowing God. What have you been through? What have you been through? What have you survived? When I saw what the man has survived, it, look, I became humble. I started crying. I went to the seat at the back there. People were wondering. And then the reason I went to the back there was so that I could go quickly to the bathroom to go and cry and wash my face. I wept all 
all through every time that, that professor came I could feel and smell God around the person hey, I could feel and smell God around the person and then I knew I realized that how I needed God more I thought I knew God but I realized I didn't know God I didn't know God I needed God more I needed to go deeper as I needed to go deeper Amen. So, listen, your car can only move when you move it from, you shift it from the neutral gear. And when you want to go further and faster, you've got to move it to a higher gear. Some of us, we've got to change our gears. Some of us, are, or some are in, are in neutral gear. Some are even trying to push it in reverse. Neutral gear, you are going nowhere. There are also people that, people that are for them, neutral gear. Can you, you press it, you are going nowhere. You are wasting fuel. That's why I say that some people are wasting even the grace of God. Don't waste the grace of God. If you realize you are giving something to somebody and the person doesn't seem to be making use of it, what's the point in giving it to the person again? Let's change the gear. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Give God some praise. So, spiritual self-sufficiency can ruin a person's appetite. For the things of God because there's no appetite for more food when one is full because you think you are full you don't need God you see you see I, 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 when people come to I see the attitude they think they are okay they are full so they don't need God they, they sit down they don't write anything they are looking there some are folded down, some are young some are down, and they're looking at you like that there's no zeal there's no light from their eyes there's no smile no excitement, no clapping of hands. You are not clapping hands to give the person a call, but you are appreciating the word of God that is coming to you. When we are clapping hands, it's not like we are deifying a man. I'm not God to be deified. By the grace of God, I'm wise enough to know that when somebody are clapping and call, it is unto the Lord. I'm like that donkey that Jesus, they sat, Jesus, they, 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 Jesus sat on. They decorated a donkey, but the, the donkey that was decorated is not because of the donkey, it was because of Jesus. And walk on a dry cup. So we are donkeys. Amen. But you've got to learn to do the right things. That's why when somebody's come to do anything here, we clap for the person, we appreciate the person, whether he came to sing or whatever, because the person came to do something on behalf of God, and so we are appreciating the person, whether what he said, we like it or not, how he did it, we are... In any case... What I'm teaching, whether you like it or not, I'm teaching because it's the truth. It's up to you to accept it or not. Are you getting me? Yeah. Whether you like it or not. If you don't believe that the law of gravity is true, you go and stand on the story building and jump. You say, for me, I don't believe the law of gravity. Yes. Some people say, I don't believe some spiritual things. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just break the law. What you break will break you. What you destroy will destroy you. Genesis 8.22 is waiting. Yes. So you've got to just be thankful to the fact that, hey, somebody's teaching you the real truth of the word of God. Amen. Yes. If I want to be some any kind of I can tell you things that I can be preaching that you'll be jumping, hey, 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 telling you, bring your friend. The pastor, he can say, hey, 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 I want to train you, I want to teach you the things of God so you know God for yourself so that you'll be a candidate for heaven. And one day God will say, I've done my work. Number two, indulgence in secret sin. One of the things that 
will make you lose your spiritual appetite is indulgence in secret sin. Someone say indulgence in secret sin. See, any secret sin you commit has a price to pay. I told you. Genesis 8.22. So long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time never what? Uh, ceases. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Huh. Galatians 6 7. So long as the, uh, Galatians 6 7. Be not deceived. Let's read together. Be not deceived. God is not more. For soever a man sows, that shall he also what? Reap. You sow good, you reap good, you sow bad. So any secret sin you commit has a price to pay. And we may think that we have kept our sin secret. But there's something that is going on. Hello? The Bible says in Psalm 32 verse 4. Psalm 32 verse 4. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Hey. So listen. When we indulge in secret sin. It's concomitant effects in our hearts. We make no room for God. What it means is that. You see. When you commit secret sins. Eh, it, the sin fills your heart. And once the sin fills your heart. It will eventually take away your appetite for the things of God. There's no more space for God to come there and to put appetite in you. The more, the more you, I wrote here, the, man, the more you are filled with sin, the less space you have for God in your heart. So guard your heart diligently against anything that will ruin your, your appetite for the things of God. Can I have an amen? amen. Oh, I said can I have an amen? Amen. amen. Yeah. So, listen, when, when you indulge in secret sins, you see, nobody seems to know. But when you do the wrong thing, you see that when you come to church, you are not even excited. And you are not even excited about the things of God. It's true. And you are not excited about the things of God. We are talking about spiritual appetite. And you don't have appetite, you see. You don't have... You, you see, the more you move away from God, the less appetite you have for the things of God and the more the appetite for the negative thing yes if your appetite is more on betway.com there's no time betway betway.com yeah it's a way and there's a way that seems right to a man but the end leads thereof unto death your appetite is there you see the devil is very bad though you just go and do it once and then you win small, small money. They say next one I, I take big money away. Then you, then well, the next one you go, then you lose. It's okay. I think somebody won the third one. So let third one I lose. Then you see one, two, three, you lose. Then you go and then okay, you win small. They say oh, I, I have to recoup my money before I realize you have gone deep addiction. That's it, addiction. That's how drinking starts. And smoking starts. And womanizing starts. It's true. One act. Five minutes of pleasure. Your dignity is taken away. One little kiss. Okoro. Don't, don't let any boy come. A girl come and say, oh, Hello, brother Okoro. Hello, hello brother Okoro. 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 Electricity, no get legs. If you cable wire, where they carry you. Hey, you see, the way your body is hard like that. And as a girl holds it, he says, hey. he said, why don't you? Uh, 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 he said, brother Okoro, I just only want, I just want, want only a peck here. Just here. No, no close my mind. Just here. Just here. 
before you are doing here, here. You are sanctified. Eh? You are insulated from that evil. You hunger and thirst for righteousness. And you live for God. Amen. Let's go to the third one. I told you three things. Is that not it? So just three areas and I'm done for today. Are you being blessed today? Hallelujah. The third one is loving worldly pleasures. <laughs> Somebody say worldly pleasures. Uh-huh. Someone say uh-huh. Apostle Paul had a young co-laborer called in the gospel called Demas. Someone say Demas. Now Demas because of his appetite for the pleasures of the world, eh, his appetite for the pleasures of the world was greater than his appetite for God. And because of that, he forsook Paul. And the last thing that was ever written about Demas was nine words. Second Timothy 4.10 Demas has forsaken me. Instead of having the nine fruit of the spirit and nine gifts, there were nine words describing Demas in the, in the King James Version. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Eh? The Lord have mercy on us. Demas has what? Forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Hey! Hallelujah. See, many of us have no spiritual, no appetite for spiritual things because we are absorbed in the sinful pleasures of the world. Yeah. The sinful, we are sido, we are sido, we are sido, the love of the world. Amen. Amen. You see, the, the pleasures of this world will squeeze out your spiritual hunger and thirst for God. Write it. The pleasures of this world. We are I pray that you will never, that will never be your portion. May the pleasures of this world never squeeze out. You know what? I have a sister. Before she got born again, she used to tell me. She used to tell me that. He said, I nearly got born again. Oh, she herself will come and do a confession. He said, he said, I nearly got born again, but when I heard, boom, ba, boom, cha, boom, cha, boom, cha, he said, Papa, I'm not telling my CDs, but he said, no, no, I don't, I don't too much. She'll come and describe it. Yes. The, the pleasures of this world squeeze out spiritual hunger from her heart. But we kept praying, and today she's full of hunger for God. Amen. First John chapter 5. Sorry. First John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17. Let's quickly look at it. First John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17. And we're going to learn after that we'll read the scripture. We'll learn something about Demas because he said Demas has forsaken him. So we're going to look at Demas. Why Demas forsook Paul and then we are done for the day. Hallelujah. Let's read it. I like in the King James. Pure King James. It's more Rhymical. Some say rhymical. Mm, that's to rhyme. Is that right? The, 
Let's read together. And I believe that this scripture, everybody must know it. If you're a Christian and you don't know this scripture, then there's a problem with your Christianity. It's true. Love, let's read together. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Period. Hold on. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. So, what are, what are the things that are in the world? Money. The money, the cars, the, the wife. See, the girls, the gold, and the glory. Yeah. G, G cube. Yeah. yeah. The girls. That's women. If you're a man, watch it. Women. Especially you look handsome or you, you stand in a certain kind of position. Watch it. They'll be used as agents of the enemy to destroy your life. Oh, yes. Some of them will tell you, you, you are married, but don't worry. Anytime you need me, call me. I am there for you. Don't worry. I know, that. I know you are married, but anytime you need me. Anytime you need me. Any, anytime you need me. You say, oh, I'm wearing a ring. So, say ring there. Now, when they say, to me, anytime you need Yes. I know you are married, but don't worry. It's like we just have eaten palm soup and then pasted. After that, you gargle with Listerine or Listamint. Who will smell anything? Anytime you need me, call me. Watch the girls. Watch the gold. Love of money. The root of all evil. Yeah. And they saw one of the weather slay girls or whatever. He said, if you're a man and you don't drive certain kind of car, don't get close to her. I tell you, Ghana, Ghana, Ghana has changed. And the, and the GH girls have changed. It's true. This is when I watch, because Ghanaian girls were very sober, very, but now the level of worldliness, the level, hey, Telling you, it's very dangerous. The girls, the gold, and the glory. Yes. Pride of life. That's why I say, love not the world. Amen. Amen. Neither the things that are in the world. Don't let your heart go in for it. It will destroy you. It will destroy you. Destroy your future. Destroy your marriage. Oh, Satan can send agents into your life. Destroy your home, Potter. Destroy your children. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you want to know somebody who loves the, who has not got the love of the Father in him, watch a person who loves the world. Watch the pastor, the person who chose Manchester United over church service. the person. Oh yes, it's true. Yes. Your wife and that's whatever. In life is about choices. That's why we've got first choice school, second choice school. Is that not it? Yeah. Now, what true woman here want to be a third choice wife? You want to be first choice. And the first choice school feel very important. So if you can choose something over God, then God is waiting for you. 
have done your choice. That's why when you get, get up and you jump out of your bed, and you're going for your business, your contract, your whatever. <laughs> no, no, before you realize you're there, one day somebody went to his construction site and that's his pointing, hey, do this pain. He said, You sound rather you are choosing that thing more than God. <laughs> fix it this way, fix it, fix fix. I'm telling you, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Please, I beg you. Me, I'm preaching the word of God to you. Maybe you don't know. I know how to preach exhortative words message. I can preach to you and you carry four chairs without knowing that you are carrying four chairs. Oh, yes. We have seen it. Oh, yes. We have seen it. If you like, go to some of the churches that they will tell you. They call me prophets. And when I speak, I say, exactly. But you see, you are my children in the house. And it is the duty of fathers to t- give instruction or righteousness to their children. Yes. Teach you. I'm telling you. You see, some of you don't like me today, but tomorrow, one day you'll say somewhere. You said, the man taught me the truth. Maybe in eternity. Maybe before. Maybe you'll be at the gate. And they said, did you listen to that man? If I listened to that man, you'd have been come. That one message. Today, I'm preaching a very prophetic word to you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You have to listen to the message I'm preaching. Go and listen to it over and over. Maybe now you are not getting it. God put this message in my heart. That is not the one I was going to preach to you. So you take this message serious. Love not the world. The reason why there's powerlessness in the church and there's so much sin in the world, in the church. We don't see any glory in the church again. Most of our churches now, this one goes here, we hear this person, now it is like, it's like Biaba. You know Biaba? Every time they refurbish a place and do the thing nice, and put in, and then they go there. They say, hey, higher fill, then they go there. Higher fill, a higher do, higher fill, a higher do. Yeah? This place is nice. A higher fill, a higher do means it's nice and sweet. Then they go there. Higher fill, a higher do, a higher fill, a higher do, a higher do. No God, reshuffling, just move here, shuffling here, 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 here. And the people are not involved in building anything. Nothing in heaven. Everything about us. That's why I said, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, then the love. So after what is in the world, I leave it to you. It's a homework. Go and sit down and write what are the things that are in the world. The Mercedes Benzes, the four wheelers, the wicks, made in Korea, made in Ashama, made in wherever. Yes, yes, yes. What, what, is, what are in there? But the Bible says, if any man loves the world, you see, to love something means to give your heart to it. Yes, to give your heart, to give your heart, your whole attention. What have you given your heart to? Anyone who gives his heart to the face of the world, Bible says he does not love them. The love of the Father is not. The love of the Father is not in you. How do you say that in heaven? The love of the Father is not in you. Or God's love is not in you. 
Mahu something. Mahu what? Take your time. Take your auntie. auntie. Mahu what? Mahu polo. Mahu pe lolo. Melo mahu. Melo mahu. Oh. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the love of the Father is not in you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Maggie really bailed us seriously the last time we went to Ashina. Yeah. Uh, she was my co-preacher. When I preach up, she preaches. She made the preaching very nice for us. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, verse 16 and 17. Let's read. Love not the... He said, for all that is in the world. He said, don't love the world. All that... Let's read with me. All that is in the world. What are the things in the world? The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. <laughs> the lust of the flesh. Is that not it? Let's go to Kempinski to go and eat. Let's go and chill, Kakra. Let's go here. Uh, aqua Safari. To Safari ourselves. I'm not saying it's bad, oh, please. But he said, the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. Yes. See, any man, I want you. Somebody can say, this person's wife, I'll take her. Yes. 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 And he will do everything to take that woman. David did it. It's in the Bible. You take somebody, Adonijah took, tried to take Solomon's chair. Is that not it? Last of the eyes. Then the pride of life. Do you know who I am? Do you know the square? Do you know who I, I work with? Do you, do you know my colleagues? If, if it, if it, uh, do you know that we belong to the nautical room? <laughs> Association of businessmen. Yeah, people in the nautical, nautical association. You speak this kind of uh, say, uh, you come here when you come here. Does that? We don't say come here. So when you come here, where do you go to school? I remember we had a professor, a vice chancellor, that he marks the English of the other, other lecturers and prayer. Can you imagine? And when students go and say, say university, say, you don't say university, say university. Yes, I'm telling you. Not that I was there. Then fellow professors, you look at them and then you can see that, you can see the man really has a chip. You will look at them in some way. Professor, professor, are you sure that he's a high professor? <laughs> Meanwhile, they are all full professors. Yes, I'm telling you. Pride of life. Pride of life. Pride of life. And he had a library of drinks. Library, library, library. You see, that's like when you go to, you know, a library and your, your, your room library, maybe something on this, sociology, psychology, philosophy, accounting, and things. You also had the drinks. This uh, vodka family, schnapps family, this family. Yes, I'm telling you. One day he was descending from his staircase, just like ground, boom, hit down and he broke his neck. Listen, wow. pride of life. 
That's why I said that you were born in weakness and you die in weakness. Watch the pride. And you see, this three things, this scripture that I read, it is way back. You can trace it into last of the flesh, last of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Look at it. I'm showing you something. Yamaha Katarabash. See, I am speaking prophetically. I am speaking. The way I'm dividing the word of God to you. It's a grace. Not everybody has this grace. You, you don't know. Somebody say, okay, say one thing, and I say, me, who, me, who, me, who, me, me, who, me, who, me, me, who, me, me, who, me, who, me, me, who, 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 Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Look at that scripture, Genesis 3. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, last of the That's the last of the flesh. It was pleasant to the eyes, and that was pleasant, and a tree to be designed to make one wise pride of life. She took of it. The three things are there. Good for food. Eh? Good for food, last of the flesh, pleasant to the eyes, last of the eyes, a desire to make one wise, feel pride of life. She took of it. And they failed, and because they failed, they went out of the garden. So anybody who fails first John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, you're also out of the garden of God. That's why he said, all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. Then the verse 17 will tell you what will happen to it. And this world, which is filled with what? The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life, this world is passing away, and the last, these three things. <laughs> so this world will pass away with the last of the flesh. So the plenty girls you think you have, one day you don't have them. Or the men. Last of the flesh. Last of the eyes. Or the nice clothing or whatever. One day you cannot even choose it. Somebody will choose which one you should wear. And they will wear you some John or something. So they'll go and throw you away. And the pride of life self-importance her noses in the air lack of regard for the things of God he said the world passes away go there, go there the last word, the world word passes away and the last thereof, the three last but he who does the will of God abides forever Hallelujah. Now let me just go back to where 2 Timothy 4 10, where he says that Demas has forsaken us. What is it, Demas? He said, Forsaking me, having Lord, love this present world. Demas forsook me and loved. And he said, Don't love the world. Tell your friend, Don't love the world. So who is this Demas? Let me just summarize it for you quickly. 
Someone said Demas. Demas is mentioned three times in scripture. In Colossians 4.14, Paul mentions Demas as wanting to send greetings to the Colossian church. That means that, you know, uh, he says, look, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. So he was in the camp of Paul. In Philemon 24, Philemon 24, Philemon is one, one yes, that's what I would say, uh, Philemon 24, or chapter 1, verse 24, for the sake of whatever. Philemon. And as do Mark Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow what? Laborers. So Luke was one of what? The laborers or companions of Paul. Have you seen it? Now these two references tell us that Demas was a close associate of the Apostle Paul. And someone who was widely thought of as a true Christian. But sadly, that is not the, where the story ends. So let's look at what eventually happened. The third time they mentioned Demas' name, Demas was down there. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. I want you to take this last bit of this, my preaching very serious. This last bit is a whole preaching for you. Be diligent to come to me quickly. Why? Paul was telling Timothy. Why? Because Demas has forsaken me, having love is and love not there. Demas was with Paul. He was one of the main companions of Paul. We look at Aristarchus and Co. Is that right? He even sent greetings to the believers. He was a companion of Paul. They were going on missions. They were in church together. They were preaching together. They were doing the gospel work together. But this time, demons have forsaken Paul, having loved this present world, and even departed to Thessalonica. It is said that demons was probably a Greek or somebody who belonged to the a Greek community or lived in a Greek community and got born again. Are you getting me? And everything was okay with him till this Demas, are you here with me? Yeah. Demas loved the world. Now, we have read from 1 John 2.15 that if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is what? It's not in him. So even though Demas was formerly thought of as a believer, he had been drawn away. Tell somebody drawn away. Okay. Now, what was it that Demas loved enough to stop loving and serving Christ with Paul? Was it a woman? So that's why he said, love not the world. All that is in the world. What are in the world? Woman. Was it a woman? Was it a business opportunity? Sometimes people leave Christ for the sake of some so-called business opportunity. And they turn away from God to go and sell alcohol and other things. Is it the promise of riches? Was it the craving for social acceptance? Sometimes people want so much social acceptance that when they, they don't want to be associated with Christians. I've known many girls, young girls, who go to the university. They used to be hot in church. When they go to a university, they are wearing hot pants. Short shorts. Revealing front house. And they act like they had never been saved before. For the sake of the society to accept them and for them to walk in certain corridors of power. Was it this preference for comfort and ease? Sometimes... Because of some suffering. Bible said our life suffering we are going through cannot be equated to the glory that shall be revealed. 
First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. But people can neglect that the future blessings. And so they end up compromising. Was it an immoral habit? The Bible was not very clear, explicit about this. But there was something about the gentleman that made him to draw away. Let me just give you a quick background of Demas. I tried to do a, a bit of study as, a, as, a, as a, a theologian. And so let me just give you a little background. The New Testament reflects Paul ha having gone through two significant imprisonments in Rome. The first imprisonment lasted two years. That is between AD 61 and 62. And the second traditionally dates around AD 64. Now, the letters of Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon, they were dispatched during the first imprisonment. That as Paul waited, you know, to be heard by Caesar. And, you know, Caesar initially acquitted him and discharged him. Then, remember that at this, during this time, Demas was with people like Tychicus, Onesimus, Mark, Justus, Epaphras, Luke. That's why Luke said that he, he brings greeting to you. Are you here with me? Okay. So he was, in Philemon 24, he was known as a fellow worker. Someone say fellow worker. Yeah. And the word fellow worker in the Greek is synergios, meaning somebody who was just connected with them. But a few years later, his heart desired no, no more part. Sometimes people can be with you, but after some years, their heart has departed from the work. So you see, what goes on in the church is not today. It started some long time ago, in the days of Paul. Demas was deep into it. Now, upon Paul's release from prison, what happened was that there was a certain... Um, Paul wanted to go to Spain. And then there was a certain uh, 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 um, Caesar Nero. Caesar Nero, because of his dislike for the Christians, between AD 64 and AD 68, he, he got Rome to be burnt. We call it the Great Fire. And they alluded that thing to Christians. It's a hard pandemic. And they say it's the Christians. Churches are spreading it. So the same way too, they say that it was, you know, it must be then if it is Christians. And Paul was one of the main proponents of Christianity. And Peter, the chief apostle. So the two of them were arrested, actually, and within that period, they were killed. But whilst I'm trying to bring to you why he said Demas has forsaken me. The first time Demas was with him. This second time, because of the persecution that had arisen, because of the great fire that had taken place in, uh, uh, in, in, in Rome, I, I, I hear with me? Or you are going home? Are you listening to me? I'm teaching you something so that when you are talking to people, you, so you know that you are a knowledgeable Christian. Eh? Both Bible and history mesh together. Synergistic kind of approach. Amen? So because of the great fire and coal, a great persecution arose. And during this great persecution and things, instead of Demas standing with the other disciples and especially Paul that is when he departed to go to Thessalonica to escape any difficulty so he, he lost his allegiance that's why I say loyalty today doesn't mean loyalty tomorrow 
And the Bible said that Demas loved the world. So there was something in the world that Demas loved. And because of that, he decided to abandon the faith. Is somebody here with me? So it was actually widely accepted that the fight was created by Caesar Nero, who reigned from between AD 54 to AD 68, and that he blamed the Christians for that crime. And that can be recorded by Tacitus. You know? <laughs> Hallelujah. And at the end of the day, they arrested Paul Dems, and then he was killed. Now, but what's the lesson here? The lesson here is, I hear with me, what's the lesson here? That is why Paul, at the end of the day, he said that what? Demas has forsaken me. Second Timothy 4.10. Nobody should ever forget it. Eh? He has forsaken me and has gone to where? He has departed for he has, because of what? Having love. He just didn't forsake him. He had a love. It was a love for the world. Instead of having love for God, he has departed for Thessalonica. Are you getting me? Okay. Now, what are the lessons we can learn from Demas? Number one. Difficult times reveal the quality of one's conversion. Difficult times reveal the quality of one's conversion. Difficult times will reveal your love for your husband or your wife. <laughs> there are some wives when the husband hasn't got money, the way they insulted the husband. Tole ge, beyin tole ge, beyin preku. When the woman too has a problem, you too the one too they gave. So difficult times reveal the quality of one's conversion. Moments don't define the quality of our conversion. They reveal it. Yeah. So, moments reveal our conversion. Number two. Great Christians can fall. Great Christians can fall. And Demons was a great Christian. But, because of his love for the world, he fell. <laughs> Nobody ever suspected that Demons would have left. Sometimes somebody say, I never suspected that this guy will leave me. Or this lady will leave me. Yes. Sometimes when the ladies see another person who seems to have more money, then they start giving excuses. When you call, <laughs> my sister says, my, my auntie says, my madame says, my brother says, no. They are following. Number three. What matters most to you will always be revealed. What matters to you will always this thing I'm giving to you is very important to you will need it one day. When you go home, where did you write it, my madam? Did you write it? What matters to you most will always be revealed. If ma money matters to you most, it will be revealed to you. It will be revealed. Is that right? Yeah. If if it is money which matters most to you, you you succumb to money. If it is sex, it you succumb to sex. If it is fame. You succumb to fame. Yeah? I watch a drama of a certain young lady, and the, the husband, the, the, the young man's the, the, she wanted to marry a certain gentleman, and the gentleman didn't want to. The father of the gentleman didn't want the girl because the girl was into some banking job, and the part of job that they were doing was such that they have to go and solicit for you know, money. And oftentimes, to get the money, people have to sleep with the big men. To, to get the money. So the, the, the father, and nobody understood the man. 
So later, they said they had to test the girl. So the man got some of his big, big friends who had money to try to test the girl and say, we'll do this, we'll sleep with you. And, and a few times, they failed. And then, then they brought a Casanova, a man who loves girls, knows how to trick girls and do whatever, close to them. And did and did and did and did and did. And the girl was about to give him, but she shook herself and said, no, I can't do this. Say, why can't you say, because I have a, a, a boyfriend, I'm going to marry a person, I'm not going to do that. So what she loved was revealed. Yeah. If you love God, it will reveal. It will be revealed. If you're a loyal person, it will be revealed. It's only a matter of time. You see, snake, a fire reveals whether the thing is a snake or it is firewood. Acts chapter 40, 28, verse 5. Can I have an amen? So what matters to you most? So Demas was unable to stay focused on the temporary nature of life. His life, his love for this world outweighed his love for the next life. Write it. The love of Demas for this present world outweighed his love for the next life. Let your love for God eh, yeah, outweigh the love for this present world. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, whether it is money, possessions, physical comfort, family loyalties, sexual sin, alcohol, social acceptance, power, prestige, career, or even life itself, it isn't worth losing the glories of heaven or gaining everlasting punishment. May you not lose the glories of heaven. Because of gaining, I mean, because of the present gains of the world. The Bible says, What shall you profit a man? Matthew 16 26. That he will gain the whole world and forfeit his soul. And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Hallelujah. So, from all that we know of Demas, he made the wrong choice and probably is suffering in, heaven, in hell for it. He gained something from the world. But he might have lost his soul in the process. The book is closed on him. The black hole of unbelief has swallowed him up forever. But your book, on the other hand, is still open. What must you do to make sure that your story will have a happy ending? I finish. Guard your spiritual appetite. How do you guard it? Number one, no spiritual, watch what, spiritual self-sufficiency. Amen? No spiritual self-sufficiency. The three appetite killers are what? Spiritual self-sufficiency. Number two, indulgence in secrets. And number three, loving worldly pleasures. May the Lord deliver us from that. Amen. And may we love God. May we not be like demons who started in the things of God. Let me tell you, many Christians are deviating from today, these days. They, Sunday, you see many people come to church, but weekdays, they've thrown away their Christianity. And even Sunday, as they come around, sometimes I can see in their eyes, they just only came to mark the register. They actually sometimes are coming to meet somebody, but their heart is not in the house. Not that their heart is not, is not like springs of life as a church, 
But it's really not in God. But let your heart be for God. Don't let anybody, you see, that's why Paul said in Romans chapter 8, what is it that will take away the love of God from us? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall peril. Is that right? Romans chapter 8. And it says that in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. Amen. Have you found that scripture? I think from the verse 31, 32 onwards. What is it that would take away? And look, and look at the verse 38. What is it that would take us? Nothing will separate us from the love of God. Ladies and gentlemen, may we decide to become lovers of God. Because all the things, the last of the eyes, the Lord, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life, they will go away. Sometimes you look at all your clothing and you see that child. Now, the shirts you are crying for, they are there. You don't wear them. There are plenty of shoes. You are not wearing them. During the lockdown, you are wearing Charlie Wati. In shorts. These days, the weather is so hot. When you are in your house, you feel like you, are, you want to go and just wear only shorts. Bare-chested. Including me, the ladies. When you hear that somebody, bring my thing, bring my thing. Let me cover my thing. My thing, let me cover my thing. My thing. Let me cover my thing. Is somebody there. Why never know? Why never know? Hey, go, 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 quick, quick, go there, go and tell them that, 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 that. let me wear something and cover my something. So you see that naked you came, naked you go. May we love him. May we serve him. And give him all our best. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word that has come. Tell the Lord, Lord, help me to guard my heart, my spiritual appetites. Help me not to lose my spiritual appetite. That's just what the prayer you are praying. Just in a minute. Talk to God and say, Lord, help me not to lose my as a dear panther for the water books. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Talk to God. Just talk to him just in a minute. Our heart has gone in for so many things. Listen, sometimes our heart is going in for a man. And the man even disappoints us. What we thought we were going to have. Oh, we, 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 we go in there and then we are so distraught. He so, said, yeah, I thought that this woman was going so fantastic. But later he realized that. Is that all? Is that all that is it? He said, I want to go to America. Is that, is that all that is in America? Is that all that is in this business? Is that all? Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, we need God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Can you lift your hands unto God? Jesus. As a dear hunter for the water, so my soul longed after
so easy to adore. You're so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. 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 Than I ever have before. So easy to adore. You are so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. Lord, I want to love you more. I give my all. I give my all to Jesus. Love is man. The depth of love, the depth of love in Him. Oh, oh, oh the wonders of this moment, of this moment. As I stay my thoughts, as I stay. grateful to you for your love Jesus. you have taught us that we should not love the world yes, Lord. neither the things that are in the world yes. Amen. all that is in the world yes, Lord. the lust of the flesh Jesus. the lust of the eyes Jesus. and the pride of life yes. is not of the father but is of the world and the world passes away and the last thereof but he who loves the Father, Lord, shall abide forever. Amen. May we abide forever. Amen. Help us not to lose our Christian faith. Amen. May we help us not to be like Demas, who was initially with a team, but failed out and lost his inheritance. May we not be like the Judas, who lost his bishopric role and ended up committing suicide. Have mercy on us. Amen. Lord, have mercy on us. Amen. Lord, have mercy on us. Amen. And help us not to lose our spiritual appetites. Amen. By loving worldly pleasures. Jesus. By having spiritual sufficiency. Yes, Lord. And indulgence in secret sin. Jesus. But may we live for you. Amen. May our words be your words. Amen. May our actions be your actions. Amen. And may our influence be your influence. Amen. Let your kingdom come. Amen. Let your will be done in our lives. Amen. Let it be mentioned that we live for you. Amen. And we served you yes. from the beginning to the end. Yes, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.